If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Destiny Talk. Destiny Talk is a show that's going to just enlighten you on the Word of God, enlighten you on day-to-day activities of how God is moving in this day and time. We, we want to just focus on the Spirit of God, getting into the presence of God, praying and fasting and seeking the face of God that we may know his every move, that we may know him for ourselves because we know that this is an individual walk. We know that we must know God for ourselves in order to know our destiny and our purpose. So today we'll be coming to you talking about um, how we shall overcome or we have overcome. And first we're going to be talking about Where is your faith and your trust in God? Number two, you must believe in God. We must believe in ourselves. We must believe in the economic system of the godly kingdom. And we must acknowledge whom our enemy is. If we don't know the enemy, we're in trouble. If we don't know that he repeats his cycles, then we're in trouble. Because when the enemy comes to kill, steal, and to destroy, then we are blind to his tactics if we do not know the tactics of the enemy. God is right here with us. He is fighting and have already fought for us. We must not ask God, where is he but ask that we see where the enemy is, that we may cast him out of our situation, and we may acknowledge and take authority over what the enemy is trying to do in our life. God has promised that he would never leave us, nor will he forsake us. And that's Hebrews 13 and 5. And you say, well, what do you mean by he'll never leave us nor forsake us? Because I've lost my job. I've lost this, and, and this is going on in my life, and I'm stressed. And, but God is right there. All you have to do is call upon his name. Seek his face. Ask him for directions. Ask him where is he going right now with what's going on in your life. What are you going to learn? What do you need to learn out of the situation? We have to understand that our trials are not about us, but they're about glorifying God. They're about seeking the face of God. So as we're weeping, as we're going before God telling him, I can't handle it, I don't know what to do, God help me. As we're going before him with those psalms, we need to go before him with a joyful psalms, letting him know that he's our fortress, he's our savior, he's our rock, he's our stronghold. And as we begin to reverse the words that come out of our mouth, we will begin to see victory. We will begin to experience peace, and we will begin to know who God really is in our life. 
But we, if we always have a negative song, if we always have negative words, then the enemy has defeated us. How can we overcome when we are condoning what the enemy is saying about us? How can we overcome when we are agreeing with what the enemy is saying about us? So God is saying to us, fight. Fight with the word of God. Fight with fasting and praying. Fight no matter what the situation is because God will turn it around. A change has come and we will continue to change. No matter what's going on in the world, God is right here for us. He's saying to us, grab hold to me. Not to your situation, not to what everything else that is going on, but grab a hold of me and I, I will make a way where there is no way. I am the God of the impossible. I am the healer. I am Jehovah Jireh. I am that I am. And I will be the God that you have asked me to be. We must continue to trust God for change. We must continue to trust God for change. Do you see yourself coming out of your situation? Do you see yourself overcoming what you're in right now? Because in order for Moses to lead the children of Israel out, he had to first see the vision of them leaving out. You can't be a leader without a vision. And, you, and the people had to see themselves getting out as well. They couldn't go through the motions, but mentally they're behind. You can't come out unless you're mentally prepared to come out. God has given us a departure. God has given us a road out. If finances is a problem, if ministry is the problem, whatever it is, if children are the problem, sickness is the problem, his word has given us a way out. And you may say, well, I prayed and it didn't work. But you have to keep praying. Persistence. Stay before the throne of God and let him know that you're not giving up until the word of God becomes manifest in your life, no matter what it takes. When you wanted to get that job, you dressed the part, you made sure, you studied interview questions, you got history on the company, and you were persistent with that job interview. And then when you got the job, you made sure that you learned everything about the company in order to be successful. Well, the same applies to the Word of God. You have to apply yourself. You have to be persistent. You have to know the Word of God in order to be successful. We cannot be successful and lack knowledge. We cannot be successful and lack vision. So if it's not working out, find out why. What is it that you're lacking in the Word of God? Are we applying the Word of God the way that it's supposed to be applied? Are we using the Word of God in the context of what God written it as? Are we making sure that we're praying to our Father? What are we doing to allow the manifestations to come in our lives? And if we're not seeing the manifestations, then we need to pray and get revelation from the Holy Spirit that those manifestations will become real to us. All things are possible with God. We can never believe anything else. 
All things are possible with God. And what do I mean by all things? All things. All. Everything. Complete. Whatever it is you need. You know, if you ask him, he said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. But we can't pray in a mist. In a mist means we're praying something and our heart's not in it. We're praying something that we know is against the will of God. We can only pray the word of God back to God. We can only give him our heart's desire. We have to be honest with God. We cannot overcome our situation playing games with God, thinking he don't know our heart, thinking that he didn't create us. But we're going before God with just stuff. And it's like, God, when I come before you, I want to come before your throne in spirit and in truth. I want you to read my spirit. I want you to dwell there. I want to dwell with you that when we connect, you'll know my heart. You'll know that I'm sincere about what I'm asking you. I'm not asking you for it one way, but my heart wants it another way. God, I'm coming to you as your child, as the one that you created, and I'm coming to you with my whole heart. And once you begin to go before God like that, he's going to respond to you. He's going to answer you. He's going to talk to you. He's going to have a conversation with you. And he's going to allow you to know that he's in the midst of your situation. Have you ever had a situation that you thought God didn't know anything about, that you thought God was just out there in the wind somewhere not paying attention to what was going on? And then later on down the line, you come to find out that he was in it the whole time. If we think about Joseph and David, you would look at their lives and say, where was God? Because the prophecy was told in the beginning, where was God? But yet they had to trust the prophecy. Yet they had to trust the vision. Because they knew from their own personal experience that all things are possible with God. And when you hold on to that, then all things will manifest through God. You know, and as we begin to go into the Word of God, we begin to read Exodus 3 and 9. And this is where God was speaking with Moses and he was letting him know that I've heard the cry of my people. And Moses, I want to send you to go out and do the work. You know, and God is saying to us, I've heard your cry, and I know what you're going through. I am the God of all things. I am that I am. So he tells the Moses, and he says, Now behold, I have heard the cry of the sons of Israel, and he has come upon me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians has oppressed them. Now, does that sound like a God who's floating around not knowing what's going on? Even though his children are being oppressed, he said, I see the oppression of my people. And I have heard their cry. So for God to say, I see it, that means that God see what you're going through. That means that God is in the midst of all the chaos. But yet we have to be character built. Yet we have to be refined by the fire, as Malachi would tell us. So he said, I've seen them, and I know that they're crying out to me with a pure heart, and they're really ready to come out now. 
So he said in 10, I'm sending you. And Moses said, whoa, 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 who shall I say is sending me? And who am I that I should go? I am. He said, let them know that I am have sent you. When you're doing something and you don't know if it's right, you know, you don't know. You need a word from God to hold on to. So every time somebody look at you and they say, I don't know why you're doing what you're doing. I don't know what's going on in your life like they were telling Job. I don't know what's going on in your life. Maybe you're seeing somewhere. Maybe this is happening. Maybe that is happening. But when you have a word from God, and Moses received his word, which was, I am, have sent you. And your instructions are to lead my people so that they may go and worship me. What's your word from the Lord today? What is it that God has instructed you to do that you're still lagging behind doing because you feel inadequate, because you feel that you can't do it, because people look at you and say, surely not you. But we have to remember that they said that about David. Surely not this one. So what is it that you need to be about your father's business with? What is it that God is speaking to you about and he said go? But you're saying, God, I've got to wait for the finances to be right. God, I've got to wait for a platform to be opened. I need speaking engagements, God. I need people to do this and I need people for that. And he He's letting Moses know, I'm sending you. You don't need anything else but me. When David fought Goliath, all he needed was God and a slingshot. What is it that we feel we need in order to do what God has called us to do? Because whatever it is that you think you may need, God may be saying that's not necessary. David wanted to put, Saul wanted David to put on his armor. And he said, no, 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 this is all that I need. Do you know what you need in order for change to come? God is showing us that change has already taken place, that your exit is, gone, is here, and that your limitations are gone. Will you go or will you stay? If God came to you prophetically and he said, will you go? I need people to go. Will you go? Will you say, God, I'm ready? I don't have anything, but I'm ready. Or will you say, God, just wait. Let me get my house in order. Let me go prepare dinner. Let me go and make some more money. Let me travel the world a little bit more, and then I'll serve you. What is it that's hindering the change in your life? What is it that, that you're focused on so much that you can't hear God speak to you? Moses heard God. He seen the burning bush, and it didn't burn up. So that drew his attention. What is it that God is getting, trying to get your attention, but yet the distractions of the world are pulling you away from what God really wants you to do? So we have to understand that change comes through us. God gives us the instructions. He gives us the tools, but it's, it's the person that he's speaking to that has to be able to submit to his will. Will you say, Yes, Lord, or will you say, wait, Lord, but your exit is already there. The Bible says God has already completed from beginning to end. We're just filling in the middle parts of our lives. We're walking it out. So as we begin to walk out what God has already completed, 
Why can't we trust him to know that everything is in the hands of God, even when it don't look like it, even when total chaos is going on, even when we've lost, millions of people have lost their jobs, they don't have the money, they're on governmental support, they have unemployment. What is it that's distracting you from God? Are you crying more than you're praying? Are you depressed more than you're praising? What is it that's hindering your change from coming? What is it? He's showing you your exit. He's showing you where you need to be. What is it that you need to see in order for God to bless you? We have Abraham's blessing. You know, we we are like we can be like Solomon and we can ask for wisdom. God, give me wisdom to judge your people. Give me wisdom to treat the things that you've given me, God. Treat it fairly. Treat it rightly. We can ask God those things, and he will give them to us. We can praise God every day and repent as David did. It's not the end of the world for us. It's not the end of our situation. It's not the end. The exit is here. And we have to take our exit. If we've done something wrong, we have to go and repent and ask for forgiveness and allow the door to be opened again. We cannot try to take our sins into our exit. But we have to be able to allow God to move in our lives. We have to get into the presence of God. We have to seek the face of God. We have to do the things that God has required us to do in order to move into our exit sign. Do you see an exit sign in your life today? Do you see where God wants to move in your life today? You have to have a vision. Where is your vision? What is it that you need to know? And 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 in the Bible as Moses began to lead the people out, as he began to move on the word of God, he had faith And every time something happened, he would go back to God, and he would remind God, but you said for me to do this. You said you were going to do this, this, and this. And that's what we have to remind God of. Every time we go out on his prophetic word and something goes wrong, we go back to him and say, God, I have faith. I've moved out, and I'm working according to your plan but the enemy is trying to block what I'm doing. So now we have to pray. We have to cast the enemy out of our situations. We have to cast the enemy out of our thoughts. We have to cast the enemy out of the words that we speak because our own words will damage the situation. Our own words will hinder what God has done. We have to be as Nehemiah and stay on top of the wall. No matter who tries to get us down to distract us, oh, come for this, come for this situation. No, 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 no. I have to focus on what God has told me to do. What is in your hands today? What is it that God is telling you to do? And it's in your hand, but you don't see it because you're looking at it for the natural of it and not for the spiritual Spiritually, what's in your hand? Spiritually, what do you see God doing? Spiritually, not naturally. Naturally, I can say I have an education. Naturally, I can say that I've done this job for 35 years. But spiritually, have you laid up prayer and supplication for it? Spiritually, have you fasted to break the demonic barriers? Spiritually, have you connected with the Spirit of God that you may move forward? 
because in everything we do, we have to connect with the Spirit of God. God has to lead us and guide us in what we're doing in our lives. We can't just haphazardly do things and call it God's work. We can't just have a passion and say, I'm moving out on the will of God. We have to have a vision. We have to have a word from God. What's your word from God? Is it that you should sing? Is it that you should you should minister? Is it that you should have your own business? What is it that God is speaking in your life? What is it that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is directing you? And and He's assured us that whatever we do, He never leave us nor forsake us because His Word has to be true. He said His Word would never come back unto Him void. And He said that He He He's just there listening to give us the desires of our heart. And, you know, we have to believe that he is. And if we're burdened, Matthew 11 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So even if you're burdened down and you can't see your way, trust God because he said, I will give you rest. And if the demonic spirits are coming so strong in your life, that you don't know which way to turn. You don't know why the devil is oppressing you the way that he is. Well, God said, I've seen the oppression of my people. So he still is seeing the oppression of his people. And in Luke 10, he says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. So here's our God that says to us, I've given you the power. I, my son died on the cross. He transferred it all over to you. What are you going to do with that power? Are you only going to pray to me, or are you going to take authority and declare to the enemy that this is it? That I'm, I'm done. I, no, you're not going to keep trampling on my life. You're not going to keep hindering me. You're not going to keep blindsiding me every time I'm doing something. There you go sticking your hands in it, trying to mess it up. I'm done. And when you begin to speak to the enemy and let him know that the authority of the blood of Jesus is on your life, then all things are possible for you and your vision will become clear, and the revelations of God will begin to flow in your life. But he said, I've given you the power. Why are you waiting on me? Why are you just praying to me? You need to be telling the devil what's going on and what you're not going to accept in your life and what you're not going to allow, but that you tell him that he is cast out of the situation. You tell him that you will not tolerate that anymore. And God said, I will seal it with my word because I've given you the authority. What type of an authority do you have today? Do you have the authority to do it? God says you do. But do you believe that you have the authority to overcome? God said nothing, nothing will hurt you. Now Moses had to go up against Pharaoh. Moses was fighting for people not just for himself. So whatever you do, whatever God has placed in your hands, you're not only fighting for yourself, but you're fighting for others as well. So as you grow, you can help others to grow as well. 
as you get a revelation and a prophetic word, you can begin to do the same for others. This walk is an individual walk, but yet we can pull others in. We have to be able to know that we have to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand when the enemy comes. We're in 2009. We got a lot of economic problems. We got things going on that, you know, our generation just haven't really seen. So how are you going to stand? How are you going to make it? What's in your spiritual hand? that would say to you, I can make it. The Bible says in Hebrew 11, without faith it is impossible to please God. If you don't have faith to believe that you're going to come out, that you have an exit sign, then how are you going to come out? If you don't have the faith to even see the exit sign, then you're going to be right there. The door will stand in front of you, but there will be no knob. There will be no push bar for you to get out because you don't see a way out. Can we pray that God show us our way out and then we actually take that way out? Because God said, I see what you're going through and I've heard your prayers come up to me. I've heard your tears and, and your, your sobbing. I've seen all of that. Now can you please just let me show you the way out? Can you please let God Show you your exit sign. Where is your exit sign? What's in your spiritual hand that will allow you to go and beyond, go beyond? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Just taste him. Trust him. And he will be there for you. You know, amen, we just want to thank you for tuning in to Destiny Talk. Destiny Talk is about God. It's about the presence of God. It's about moving and being guided by God. God says in Psalms 32, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the day, in the day which way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eyes. What kind of a God do we serve that says, I'm going to guide you with my eyes, the eyes that I have? So we have to trust God. We have to believe him. And we have to be able to allow him to minister to us and seek his face. So as we close out today, we just want to thank you for listening and for being a part of, of overcoming and finding your exit. So we just want to pray right now and ask God to just begin to move in your lives. Father, we thank you right now. We give your name all the praise, the glory, and the honor. Father, right now we begin to cast out every demonic force that's coming against our situations, that's coming against our finances, our marriages, our children, our economic system, God. We cast the enemy into outer darkness now in Jesus' name. We take authority over the situation with the word of God, and we will believe by faith that all things are possible through God and that he loves us, and that he would never leave us nor forsake us. So tune in next time as we continue with being in the presence of God and being guided by his spirit. Thank you for tuning in to Destiny Talk. This is Michelle Pinckney, and have a great day.